0: to TV.com and the Black Financial Channel. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. So good to see everybody. Today on the Black Financial Channel, we're going to talk about this video I shared on my Instagram. I went on my Instagram, which is, uh, so I'm not dead on the gram. They, they took away my half a million followers and they still haven't explained why, but it's okay because I got a few million on other platforms. So y'all can't shoot me down that fast. Uh, and on uh, my Instagram, which is now Dr. Boyce Finance, if you want to follow me, I put up a video of a woman who had a meltdown, an epic meltdown over inflation. And I thought that it'd be interesting to kind of break this down and talk about uh, inflation and uh, millennials and, uh, and, and, and beyond and just kind of strategies on how to sort of deal with this sort of thing. So get comfortable. Buck up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. This is theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every single day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day under the B1 condition. B1 means we are black first. Black first means we put our community at the top of our priority list. Black first means that we love our kids. Black first means we invest for the future. Are you okay with that? Give me a yes in the chat if you think it's okay for black people to be healthy, happy, intelligent, successful, and all these other things. If you don't agree with these things, then this is not the platform for you. But if you are in this category, then you are in the right place. Let me know if you agree. Shout out the city you're from. Uh, Lisa Love, I see you. Larry Montgomery from Louisville, Kentucky. Very nice to see you. A fellow Louisvillian. Go cards. They're having a good season this year, right? They're gonna, I think they might be playing the Buckeyes in, or my Ohio State Buckeyes in the uh, Orange Bowl this year, which is going to be a, a murder in broad daylight, I think. But you, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe they'll pull it off. But Felicia Anthony, Larry Porter, Jill, I see uh, good to see you, Zarian and uh and everybody else is in here. Travis and um And Randy Parker and Minister Schultz from Miami. Thank you guys so much for your support. I appreciate you. And what's up to everybody on TikTok? I am on TikTok. My TikTok is Boyce Watkins. So if you want to find me on TikTok, be really careful. There's a lot of impersonation accounts and I don't want anybody to get hurt. So I want to make sure that you're safe if you go on TikTok. Now there's a video on my Instagram and I thought that I had the video uh, to queue up and play it for you guys. Uh, I actually realized I didn't load it the way I wanted to. However, it is on my Instagram. My Instagram is Doctor Boy's Finance. And what I'm going to do is try to share my screen and see if I can get the audio through. That way, uh, I always screw it up, but I really want to play this because this is a, a a beautiful young black woman who is dealing with, you know, dealing with the dealing with of dealing with uh, when it comes to inflation. She lives in New York City, and uh, and she's basically saying in so many words that that basically inflation causes her to have to dress like a thug. She says, I don't like to dress this way. I really like to wear nice clothes. I like to dress feminine, but I'm having to dress like a dude and hardcore like a gangster because I got to take subways because I ain't got no money. And it was an interesting video that really made me think. And I said, you know, maybe I can share some perspective that might be helpful to others. So uh, so let me see if I can share this. Uh, forgive me if I, in advance if I screw it up, but I'm going to try to share this. And I want you all to give me a yes on the chat if you can hear uh, that audio. And, and let me know if my audio right now is coming through okay. So let me see here. So I'll share tab audio. Okay, let me hit. All right, boys, don't mess it up. We ain't going to mess this up. All right. So Hold on. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do is, Ignore that guy. That That's that's me. Like I do a lot of content on my Instagram page. So if you if you want some daily financial stuff, just uh, feel free to follow me there. But I also have fun too. I talk about a little bit of everything. All right. So let but me know- New York
1: is set up. I'm not trying to-
0: Oh, let me know. Could you guys hear that? Let me know. Give me a yes if you can hear that. So here, I'm going to play this video now. Those of you on TikTok, you can still hear the audio. You won't be able to see the video though, but, but here we go.
1: Get robbed on the subway. Do you think I want to cosplay as a cool girl? who wear sneakers and baseball caps everywhere? No, but I don't have a choice because the way my income-to-debt ratio is set up, if I took Ubers everywhere, I would drain my bank account in 2.5 seconds. So here I am wearing Solomons, Asics, and Wales Bonner Adidas sneakers everywhere I go but that's not who I am. You know how they say New York changes you? I am a bust down middle part, Louboutins, Chanel bag, waist snatched, kind of girly. A skimpy dress with an oversized blazer. That's who I am at heart. But I can't go under these New York streets like that. I will get robbed, beat, or snatched, and I don't want any of of the sorts. I am deathly afraid of the men underground. I don't even wear a bag anymore. I don't wanna get robbed. I don't wear my watch anymore. I don't wanna get robbed. Look at me growing it, but this is not who I am. I want my hair to be done. I want to beat my face. I want to have my legs out. This is the worst thing inflation has done to me, forced me to take the subway. I think one month I spent like 1.2K on Ubers. That's crazy. That is a lot of money. I can't afford that. Can you afford that? Because I can't, at least not right now. The way New York is set up, I'm not trying to get robbed on the subway.
0: Okay. So I assume you guys were able to hear her commentary. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this video again. OK, so this time. So you heard it the first time. What I find, honestly, is if you are a person that wants to really uh, develop your your thinking skill and meditation skill and things like that, I encourage you to to hear things more than once. Because the first time you hear it, it's a surprise to your brain. But then the second and third time you pick up new insights because you kind of know what's already there. So you can go to different layers. So we're going to go to another layer on this. So I'm, we're going to play this video one more time because I want you to really uh, focus on when when she talks about uh, why she's feeling this way and how she's feeling. OK, uh, what I'm going to say right now, before I play this again, is it sounds like you're, you're talking about a feminine woman. Who wants to be feminine. She wants to live in her feminine energy, but she feels that inflation and, and the world, her income to debt ratio, particularly what she talk, speaks about, that that picks up my ears, of course, because, you know, you guys know my PhDs in finance. Also, I'm a father of black girls. Right. So when I see this young lady, I see my daughters. I see my daughters. I got daughters that, that are the same age as her and uh, and then younger and I don't want them to feel this way, right? I don't want them to feel like they have to dress like a thug and be ready to get gangster and have to deal with uh, the the crazy trolls and the the ridiculous, horrible, toxic men that might be out here in these streets, right? So uh, that's what I'm hearing, right? So I want you to pay, I want you to listen for that. And I want you to capture the anxiety in her voice. I want you to just kind of listen to this with with a really, really critical ear. So here we go, let's play this again. Do you think I want to cosplay
1: as a cool girl? who wear sneakers and baseball caps everywhere? No, but I don't have a choice because the way my income to debt ratio is set up, if I took Ubers everywhere, I would drain my bank account in 2.5 seconds. So here I am wearing Solomons, Asics, and Wales Bonner Adidas sneakers everywhere I go. But that's not who I am. You know how they say New York changes you? I am a bust down middle part Louboutins, Chanel bag, waist snatched, kind of girly. A skimpy dress with an oversized blazer. That's who I am at heart. But I can't go under these New York streets like that. I will get robbed, beat, or snatched. And I don't want any of of the sorts. I am deathly afraid of the men underground. I don't even wear a bag anymore. I don't wanna get robbed. I don't wear my watch anymore. I don't wanna get robbed. Look at me, cool-girling it, but this is not who I am. I want my hair to be done. I want to beat my face. I want to have my legs out. This is the worst thing inflation has done to me. Force me to take the subway. I think one month I spent like 1.2k on Ubers. That's crazy. That is a lot of money. I can't afford that. Can you afford that? Because I can't. At least not right now. The way. New-
0: okay. All right. So let me stop sharing this. And um, oh, okay. So uh, describe what you heard maybe in a couple of words. If you have one one like very short sentences, put that in the chat, everybody, if you could as you hit the thumbs up button, please hit the thumbs up button. Uh describe maybe in a word what you heard and how you felt when you heard this. Um you know what what did you think? Um and, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna kind of break down some things I observed here. Okay. I'm just gonna make some observations and that will hopefully help you with your your financial consciousness and just kind of understanding how why why I talk about money every day. Because I learned a long time ago that money makes the world go round. Money affects your lives, life in so many ways. Uh, it's one of the reasons why, also, I don't understand as a community why we haven't embraced the idea that our children need to understand uh, how to access resources and preserve resources. Because what it does is it turns into uh, various forms of financial anxiety. You understand? This was financial anxiety to me. I, I try to get my wife in here. My wife is the head of our Black financial anxiety, sorry, our Black financial therapy department in the Black Business School. Uh, we we we're the first ones to ever create this because we had therapists that said, "Look at all of the emotional, uh, you know, traumas and up and down ups and downs that Black families go through that relate to their economics." And then also, the more trauma you go through, the worse your economic situation will be because then you get to a point where you end up sort of funding your, 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 uh, your medication process, funding, uh, you'll pay everything from big pharma, giving you anxiety medication, uh, to spending money on expensive items. So you can feel better about yourself. That's a self-esteem issue to, uh, you know, shopping addictions to, uh, bad relationships and broken families leading to all kinds of economic stress. Right. So, so this is deeper than just, you know, some girl whining on about how she has to take the subway. I, I get that. I, I I I see that. In fact, somebody used the word whining and, <laughs> in Crooked Crooked Fifty Two. He said the smallest, but he's playing a tiny violin for. Her. I I get it. Uh, I, uh, Fanny Wilson says pain. Uh, okay. Uh, Elbu says uh, fear. Uh, my name is Corey. Says whining. Zena Tate says she's scared. Uh, Zarian says shit is real. Uh, let's see here. Uh, looking for a savior. Zena Tate says recession, real anxiety, feeling alone and, un- alone and unprotected, says Latanya, If you cannot dress like you want where you live, then you need to move. I thought about that too. Private talking Lisa Love. I think this younger generation is whining too much. I kind of see it that way, too. You know, we kind of honestly, if you're in that um, Gen Z category, just know people in my generation feel like y'all kind of weak. But then again, though, I'm sure we looked weak to my dad's generation. So, you know, you know, your parents would tell you stories about how they walked eight miles in, in the dirt and in the snow with no shoes to get to school. So, you know, so fortunately, uh, life is, in some ways, a little bit better than it used to be, not entirely, but in some ways. All right. So, um, so here's, here's the first thing I want you to pay attention to when she's speaking. She uses the words, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. So, First off, I'm going to say you always have a choice. You always have a choice. You, you, she could move, uh, she could get a different job, she could um, work from home, so she doesn't have to leave the house. Uh, she, you know, there, there is a choice. But there's, but sometimes you don't feel like you have a choice because maybe you're in a situation where there are no choices. That, but then when she says I don't have a choice, I want you to connect uh, to another thing she mentioned very early in the video. She mentioned her debt to her income to debt ratio. So basically because her income is low relative to her debt, I bet you this girl has student loans. I bet you that she, she packed up a bunch of student loans just to get that job that requires her to dress like a thug just to survive, to keep from getting, uh, did she say beaten, robbed and snatched or something like that? I can't, it was something like that, right? So 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 you you bought all that money in college, like a lot of us did. A lot of people did that uh, so that you could get this job in New York City. Uh, where you have to dress like a thug so you don't get beaten, robbed, and snatched, and you do it because you don't have a choice. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, is what I would call uh, financial slavery. Financial slave slavery is not just what happened on the plantation in, in 1792. Slavery is basically the lack of options. I talk about options all the time. I, 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 we do stock options training every week in the Black Business School. And first thing I do when I explain what a stock option is, is I say, well, what is an option? what does it mean to have options? What does it mean to have choices? What does it mean to have freedom? What does that look like? Well, freedom and options are kind of similar. If I have no options, then I am not free. Uh, If I have lots of options, then I am free. And capitalism is not a system. It's it's a system that does not work if people have lots of options, are not afraid to use their options, and and also uh, have the capacity to create options where there were none. Right? If you have the mindset where you are where you are able to uh, create options for yourself and pursue them, then then you don't fit well in a capitalist society. Just like just like the military, uh, people who go to the military and think they should have options don't do well in the military because the military says, no, you take orders. You do what we tell you. So capitalism uh, is, is a little bit like an like an economic army. Uh, the army consists of little soldiers that get up and go to work every day and dedicate their lives to their jobs. You spend more time with your boss than you spend with your spouse. You spend more time with your boss than you spend with your kids. You spend more time with your boss than you spend with yourself. And, and then ultimately, you become something other than what you were meant to be. You become something other than who you envision yourself becoming. And this young lady is talking about this. She's basically saying, "I'm not this girl. This is not who I am." You know, I'm the girl that likes the Louboutins and the and the the, the the you know the the fancy stuff, so the coach person. And I don't judge all that. Seriously, I don't. There's nothing to judge you. So let's not get into all that. Right, she she just says I am not who I um who I believe that I am. Right now, uh, now by the way, I want to make this one hundred percent clear. Some of y'all are in the military, and I have tremendous respect for every, all of our soldiers. Thank you so much for your service. So do not think that I am in any way dissing the military. I don't do that on this platform. Just so y'all know, you can't never say nothing negative about a soldier in this building and not get kicked out. I don't tolerate that because without soldiers, we would not have the option of freedom. So again, I'm not here to say that you have no options in the military. So good point. I I see your point, but I am here to say that uh, they don't want you up in the military on your agenda, doing your thing. You you have to, at some point take orders, right? So effectively, and, and I think that the army can work for you as long as that's an army that you want to be a part of. But I don't agree with being in the military. If you did it because you have no options, if you did it because you have no choice, like that's not a good reason to be there. I think being there because you really want to be a soldier uh, makes sense. So, in the same thing, same things true with this young lady, right? If she wanted to be, you know, the combat boot wearing, you know, tough girl looking, whatever, if that was who she was, then there'd be no conversation. Right? She she can do whatever she wants. She's like, yeah, I, I'd have the option of wearing the fancy clothes and the in the in the red bottoms, but but I'm not going to pursue that because this is who I want to be. That's a different discussion. What she's basically saying is that she does not have a choice, and this is what financial slavery looks like. She specifically mentions her income to debt ratio, and debt becomes a form of slavery over time if you're not careful, and that's one of the reasons why the goal of a capitalist system is to get you in debt as soon as possible so that you have to come back. It's almost like those people that'll do a favor for you just so you'll owe them a favor, right? And if you're smart, if you are strategic, you'll say, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, you'll say to the mob boss, "Thank you for offering me the money, but I don't want the money because I know what comes with that. I know that if you take care of me now, you're gonna come back and ask for a return on that favor." So capitalism is, unfortunately, and I'm not anti-capitalist. I'm just pro-truth. I just break it down the way I see it. Capitalism is the ultimate, for, like, economic gangster, where you'll say, "Oh yeah, you want to go to college? Here, just sign, sign here, and, and, and you know, and you'll be, you'll be two hundred thousand in debt, but then you got to work for me for the rest of your life." Because because I've got you so deep in debt now that you're married to the game now, you know I'm your husband now, I'm your wife, you know I'm your mama, I'm your daddy, I'm that iga in the alley, you, that? you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm your pusher. <laughs> That's what they. I think it's Curtis Mayfield who sang that song, right? That's what it is. That's what capitalism does. Capitalism is the ultimate form of of slavery, uh, pimping. Uh, all these things, if you're not careful. I'm not saying that it's always bad. I'm saying that if you're on the wrong side of it, it can be very detrimental. Now, now I'm going to go deeper in this. If you could do me a favor, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, As you guys know, on January 1st, I'm doing a financial consciousness training. We're going to do 30 straight days. It, It takes 30 days to form a new habit. So we're doing the first ever class that we've ever done. That's 30 straight days, seven days a week, 10 a.m. every morning. I'm going to do a, a lesson out of my book. Uh, it's called 30 Days to Wealth and Power. It's just a journal. It's a journal. That's what it. Is. Every day we ask a question that will allow you to reflect on your economic consciousness so you can elevate your consciousness. And uh, And the, the fee for the class is $2.99. But you can actually get in free if you get a copy of the book. Uh, And so basically, uh, the book is at my website, drboycebooks.com. If you go there and search for 30 days uh, at the top, you'll find the book there. But don't go do it right now because uh, it's sold out. Literally, as soon as I announce the class, it's sold out just like that. So uh, we're going to create a few more spaces. And we're going to meet every morning on our social media platform uh, that we created because uh, I told you guys I had my issues with Instagram and Facebook. So we we're not going to be building over there anymore. Uh, so B one nation U.S. That's our social media platform for intelligent black people. Uh, and right now it's free to join. Uh, you just fill out the form so we know who you are. Uh, but after January, 1, after, actually, after we reach 100,000 people and we're getting very close to that, we're, it's going to be a paid platform because we don't want too many people in there, to be honest with you. So you may want to jump in there now while it's free. But that's where the class is going to meet. So and, and then also, it's just a great place to network. So feel free to go to <clears throat> B1Nation.us. And also my website is DrVoiceBooks.com. And in addition to my books, uh, like the Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, there are also financial flashcards for children, lots of great gifts that you can give your kids that will make a difference for the rest of their life. Okay. So let me hop back in. So we're watching this video of this young lady in New York who basically is saying uh, that I have, uh, because of my income to debt ratio, I I have no choice, but except every morning to get up and dress like a gangster thug or whatever, a tough guy. So that I can survive, so that I don't get beaten up, robbed, or snatched. I think those are the words she used, and uh, and she said she seemed to feel that she was kind of stuck. Now, for those of you that just came in, what I want to do is I'm going to play this video again. It's very, very short, so I'm going to play it again so we can kind. Of, and it's on my Instagram, by the way, at Doctor Boyce Finance. So if you want to join that conversation, feel free uh, to go to my gram. We 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 talk about interesting stuff every day. So if you're into that kind of thing, uh, feel free to follow. All right, so if you go here, let me share my screen one more time. I'll play it again. Uh, let me know if you can hear this. Here we go.
1: New York is set up I'm not trying to get robbed on the subway do you think I want to cosplay as a pool girl who wears sneakers and baseball caps everywhere no but I don't have a choice because the way my income to debt ratio is set up if I took Ubers everywhere I would drain my bank account in 2.5 seconds so here I am wearing Solomon's Asics and Wales Bonner Adidas sneakers everywhere I go but that's not who I am you know how they say New York changes you I am a bust down middle part Louboutins, Chanel bag, waist snatched, kind of girly. A skimpy dress with an oversized blazer. That's who I am at heart. But I can't go under these New York streets like that. I will get robbed, beat, or snatched. And I don't want any of of the sorts. I am deathly afraid of the men underground. I don't even wear a bag anymore. I don't wanna get robbed. I don't wear my watch anymore. I don't wanna get robbed. Look at me. Cool girling it, but this is not who I am. I want my hair to be done i want to beat my face i want to have my legs out this is the worst thing inflation has done to me Force me to take the subway i think one month i spent like 1.2k on ubers that's crazy that is a lot of money i can't afford that can you afford that because i can't at least not right now the way new york is set up
0: okay so let me stop again uh so those who just came in that's what we're talking about now let me point out something else about um, about this video that was interesting. Uh, she mentioned the word inflation. She said, she said, this is what inflation has done to me. Inflation forces me to do da-da-da-da, X, Y, Z. Okay. Let me tell you a little s- something about inflation. First, let, let's start with a, a simple question. Everybody answer this, yes or no, in the chat. Is inflation? Do you think inflation is good or bad? Do you like it or dislike it? How do you feel about inflation? Is inflation good or bad? When you hear about inflation going up, you know, happy, sad, how do you feel? Okay. Yeah. A lot of you don't like it. A lot of you dislike inflation for, for good reason, right? Inflation makes the cost of everything go up. The cost of bread, cost of, um, no, not so much gas all the time, right? Gas goes up and down. Depends. There's a lot of factors there, but the cost of cars, the cost of clothes, the cost of rent, everything kind of goes up. Okay. So, so one of the things that you have to realize about inflation though, is that everybody doesn't hate inflation. Inflation is not always bad for everybody. Now, now everybody has to deal with it. And an economy doesn't need to have an overwhelming amount of inflation because that just kind of messes everything up. But a little bit of inflation doesn't really hurt everybody in the economy. There's different players in the economy. Uh, So the people that tend to benefit from inflation tend to be people who own financial assets. So let me tell you what happened to me when inflation hit. Yeah, the cost of bread went up uh, or, or food, you know, my wife would say something about the grocery bill being higher than what it used to be. Yeah. The cost of like cars went up. We bought a car, it cost a little more than we thought we, you know, et <clears throat> But guess what also went up the value of our real estate shot through the roof. Uh, Hey boys, Oh my God, can you believe that, that condo that we bought in Chicago is now 30 worth 30% more than what it was before? Um, Hey boys, uh, uh, did, did you see the stock market today? The stock market, uh, it, it, it shot up again. It keeps going up and up and up. Right. Uh, You know, so so effectively, everybody doesn't hate inflation. Right. And, 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 And what I will say to you is that this goes back to how you economically prepare yourself and your family, because you want to be in this type of economy. You want to be a person who tries to own assets as soon as possible. Now, one of the things that I that I've talked about repeatedly and I hope I hope you've been hearing me is our, we have the five dollar a day investing plan in the black business school. So if you if you can afford to go to McDonald's or White Castle's or Popeye's chicken, which I hopefully you don't eat there too much because it'll make you sick, uh, then you can afford to invest consistently. Uh, getting into the stock market does not require you to be rich. It does not require you to go to college. A five-year-old monkey can invest in the stock market and build more wealth than a person who gets up and goes to work every day, even if they're going through the subway wearing combat boots. So effectively, uh, I think that should be a habit. That should be part of a culture. That should be part of your economic consciousness. And uh, and Because what, what, what then occurs is that when inflation hits, it doesn't necessarily hit you as hard as it would if you're just a worker who owns nothing who's waiting on the paycheck because it'd be different if companies had a policy and they said okay every time inflation goes up 8% we're going to increase pay by 8%. But do they do that? Do they do that? No, they don't. They don't they never they never say, "Oh, well, we're going to increase your pay if the rate of inflation they, they don't get they, no. <laughs> your your pay will stay the same, but the price of everything will go up. So you're standing there. You're the same height, and the water is going up. You know, to your nose, and to your man. That ain't right. That is not fair. We know that's not fair. But you know what? My grandma used to tell me, "Boy, life ain't fair. You know, when, when life adjusts, you better adjust too. Or you can sit there and whine all day if you want to, but it ain't gonna do you no good." I told my 13 year old in the car when, we, when she missed the bus. I said, "Yeah, the excuses exist. Excuses are real. Sometimes you have a real excuse." But excuses are never going to pay your bills. Excuses are never going to make it make the problem go away. Excuses are never going to put you in a better position. So solutions, though, solutions work. Do you understand what I'm saying? Solutions will, will pay your bills. Solutions will put you in a better place. Solutions will make you feel better about your situation, not just because you, you're, you because you're, you're you're neglecting a real emotional impact. It's, it'll make you feel better because things really will be better. So process this. I mean, think about this. Right? There's so much energy that gets put into us making excuses, and then more energy we put into whining about the excuses and the problems. And that same energy can be put into solutions. And and I do believe. Honestly, that in addition to having a capitalist society, you also have a racist society and and we are trained from birth to simply complain and make excuses. I don't think that's going to work. I, I really don't. So so one solution is to get into the game of owning assets as soon as you can uh, save money for that down payment for that first house like your life, depending on it. If you're young, buy a house as soon as you can. Uh, get, buy stock right now. If you don't own any stock, get on your Robinhood app, start buying some stock, set it up $35 a week, put it in SPY, Sierra Papa Yankee. That's the S&P 500 index fund. And just do it consistently. Don't sell your assets. And then those assets will grow with inflation. You see, what happens is that when inflation gets higher, companies like Microsoft and Apple, they just pass the cost to the consumer. So they ain't sweating over inflation. Apple's a three, three Apple's a what $3 trillion company. Man, we don't care about inflation. They're like, oh, I guess we got to, inflation's 10%. I guess we got to impre- increase the cost of an iPhone by 10%. See how much of that we can pass on to the customer because they're going to keep buying the iPhone anyway They because they need it, right? So effectively, everybody doesn't lose when inflation hits. But if you are a shareholder in Apple and Microsoft and Google and all these other companies, then when their money goes up, your money goes up. And when inflation goes up, their money goes up, which means that your money goes up when inflation goes up. Do you understand what I'm saying? It balances the other thing out. Okay, so asset ownership must be a core value in the B one community. One hundred percent, no questions asked. Get your kids involved early. Get the grandkids started. Uh, start accumulating assets for them. I told you, if you got grandkids or kids that are young, you got the opportunity of a lifetime. I explained to y'all last night how literally a person who literally invests as much in uh, in, in in an S and P five hundred fund that they that we give that we invest in our car note our rent or our cell phone bills, a person who does that literally could have a grandchild that's a millionaire by the time they're 25 years old, if the grandchild is is two or three years old or the or the or the child. Right. So the question is, are you engaged in the foresight necessary to make sure that your child ain't looking like this poor girl 20 years from, you know, down the line? You know, I don't want I'm a father. I'm I, I believe in protecting black women. You know I believe in in as a black man my job is to protect my children so when so I don't want to hear about my daughter having to dress like a, a damn soldier <laughs> to get to work every day I don't want to hear about her having anxiety I want her to live in her feminine energy I want her to be able to feel good about life I don't want her to feel the anxiety that this young lady portrayed in this video and so 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 my thinking is, what can I do now if I'm looking at my little three-year-old daughter right now or something, and what can I do right now to make sure that she never got to go to the internet to give a speech like that? Because when I when I hear that speech, I really wonder, okay, is there anybody in your life that can help you with that situation? Or are you doing it all by yourself? You know, I, I, mean, I mean, really, because because we, we've gotten to the point where we make that assumption. We make the assumption that all these Things that are happening in the economy, we have to solve them alone. That that's what we do. We make that assumption. And that, that's because we've been trained on this rugged individualism. We're not trained on, on the building and the maintaining of family. Oh that will well, that's for suckers and simps and, and pick me's. Only the pick-me's uh, are the women that 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 will, will be nice enough to a man to make him want to commit to you. Uh only the simps will be nice enough to a woman to build a family with her, right? So the, so the simps and the pick me's, those are the stupid names that people make for people who actually understand that it's easier to accumulate wealth and to protect yourself when you have a family unit. When you're doing everything by yourself, you're gonna get your ass kicked in this economy. Let me just say it like that. You you will get jacked up and beat down. You'll be worse off than somebody walking through a uh, crip and blood territory and you ain't gang affiliated. Everybody's gonna be kicking your ass. Right, seriously that's what's gonna happen you, everybody is gonna be jacking you up because you're gonna be the one person in in the community in in the neighborhood who ain't got no protection so so family is everything y'all family matters man family matters so much that I think kids should get a class on family. The boys should get classes on how to be a husband, how to be a father, how to be the head of a household. Girls should get classes on everything from from how to be a solid woman, how to have etiquette, how to deal, how to talk to a man. Right. Without without pissing him off, how how to talk to a woman without being a jerk. Right. Seriously, like I think I think all these things, I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. People talk about like, oh, no, that's wrong. You should No. All this whole like oh I'm just gonna be myself I ain't letting nobody I, I'm I refuse to settle blah, blah, blah. okay cool you'll be you'll be dressing with combat boots on on your way to work every day walking through uh, subway tunnels where men might beat you up steal your money and snatch you why well because you don't have nobody you don't have no protection because somebody lied to you and just told and told you life is a journey and you're supposed to do all by yourself I don't believe that I need my wife I appreciate my wife my wife protects me she protects me she does she really does. She protects me. Um, let me keep going here. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe uh, if you haven't done that yet. Also, this podcast is on Spotify uh, and Apple. So if you um, uh, want to listen... Or well, maybe on your way to work or while you're at the gym, which, by the way, I think you should go to the gym every morning. Health is wealth. Uh, working out is great for your mental and physical health. I just got back from the gym. I go uh, about four days a week, about 7 a.m. And it just it really does a lot for my mindset. So if you are feeling a little bit of depression or Maybe you're not happy with where you are. Uh, I would say this is a great time to get in in that habit. Don't don't feel like you got to overdo it. Just do a little bit, and and all that ties together, all that connects. Okay, so I want I'd like I'd like for you to also invest in your physical health because that's going to make a big difference for you. So let me uh, go back to this. So 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 this young lady is is referencing something that uh, that we talk extensively about in our Black Financial Therapy Department in the Black Business School, which is financial anxiety. So she has a lot of anxiety, a lot of frustration and she's directly attributing it to inflation, her income to debt ratio. uh, And and, and then what that's also doing is that's adding to her lack of options. And I guarantee you, I bet every nickel in my bank account that if I was to ask that young lady, do you ever struggle with depression? She would probably say yes. She would probably say yes. And the reason I say this, for two reasons. One, again, my wife is a therapist, and so we talk about these things. Uh, Number one, she told me once we were running, my wife said, depression and anxiety are like this they tend to be connected. Usually if you have anxiety, you have depression. So give me a guess if you agree that this young lady shows symptoms of some anxiety. I can't diagnose, but there was some anxiety. That's what maybe leads you to go scream and holler to the internet about how hard your life is. So given that she has that anxiety, there's a good chance she has depression. Let me tell you another thing about depression. Uh, They found that people who are depressed tend to, one one of the causes of depression is when you don't have options when you don't have freedom. They they did a study on rats and they can measure the serotonin in their brain to determine if they are depressed or not. And they found that rats who were put in a tough spot, a painful situation and had no options became very depressed because th- there's nothing they could do. They feel like they're locked in, the, in this situation. They can't get out. So they just get sad. And, and, and this is what happens with human beings. So if you want to know why, uh, the overwhelming majority of black women, particularly black men, too, y'all got your own form of depression. Just show it just shows up different. But if you want to know the number uh, why the overwhelming majority of black women struggle with depression is because a lot of those women don't feel they have any options. They don't feel like they have any choice. They're kind of stuck. And uh, and so, uh, in fact, there's um, a book by Terry. Uh, T- I think her name is Terry Williams, but I don't know if that's her last name. I if we got right. It's called Black Pain. Uh, And and basically, she talks about all of the black women that are struggling with depression that don't tell anybody because they don't want anybody to know that they're not the strong black woman that they are. Right. And so uh, so ultimately this this thing about when I talk about freedom and options and I talk about what money does, how money creates options, which allows you to have freedom. What you're really doing when you're giving that say to your child is you're freeing them from depression. Right? You're really helping. You hope, or at least you're giving them one less reason to be depressed, right? Because uh, a person who doesn't like their day, if she's uncomfortable with her life, uh, it'd be nice if she could said could say, you know what, I need a mental health day, so I'm going to stay home from work. I don't want to go down in that dirty subway and deal with these crazy people, so I'm going to just be working from home, or I'm going to go to Europe and and spend time, you know, on the beaches in the south of France because I need to go find myself, right, or whatever, right? And, and so, so, so really. Again, so when you don't forget, so when you are planting those seeds, investing for your kids, investing for your grandkids, that's what you're giving them. You're giving them happiness. You're giving them or at least access to it, access to it. You know, money won't block them from finding their peace and finding their bliss. I think that's a beautiful gift to give a child. I really do. Uh, And so so financial anxiety is very, very real. Um, uh, Let me just say this, too. Uh, So let's go back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, uh, and actually, uh, we, we do, uh, in the black business school, some of you were asking about this. We actually have a black business school for kids called black, black millionaires of tomorrow. So, uh, I'll put the URL on the screen. If you want to go take a look, uh, over the holidays, since their kids are home, they, I think the, the program 70% off. And that's where we teach kids about real estate, entrepreneurship, stock market investing, crypto, etc. Uh, there's a few benefits to the program. Number one, uh, we have a guarantee. The guarantee is that when your child gets done with the program, they will have a financial literacy level that exceeds the average college educated adult. I don't care if your child's seven years old. I put this together after uh, teaching at Syracuse university for 12 years and also Ohio state, Kentucky, et cetera, you know, my background. And I said, what if we uh, got ourselves ahead by teaching our kids, the basics of wealth at an early age, instead of waiting till they get to college at 18, how about we start training them at five or four or seven or nine or twelve? Right. So that's what that's where Black Millionaires of Tomorrow came from. The URL is blackmillionaires of if you want to take a look. And then also, um, once your child goes through the material, they can get a certificate. I call it a baby bachelor's degree. And we created the certificate because uh because children need validation. Children are trying to find out who they are. And so what the world does is the, the world validates your child before you get a chance to validate them. So they'll say, you know, they'll stamp them on the forehead and say, oh, you're you're a thug because so he's been listening to gangster rap or or you're you're, you're going to be the next Cardi B or you're going to be the next NFL star or you're going to be a rapper. Right. And kids, uh, they internalize these identities. So what I want you to do is step to the front of the line and be the first educator of your child to say to them, no, 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 you're not a thug. You're not a comedian. You're not a gangster. You are a wealth builder. You are intelligent. You're an intelligent young man. You're an intelligent young woman, whatever. Right. So these certificates, when they can print this out, put it on their wall, I've been certified in crypto. I've been certified in real estate. I've been certified in stock market investing. And they put that on their wall children will internalize that identity like they one of the one of the mothers was telling me that her son she was shocked she heard her 9-year-old son go to the playground and her friends were talking about all the toys they got for christmas and i got this toy i got that toy and the son said yeah i got toys but actually i also got stock in in disney so when disney makes money i make money right and and she heard him say that she was shocked because he had without her telling him to say this he had internalized his identity as a wealth builder that's very very powerful. So uh, feel free to go take a look. Um, the program, uh, I think everything all together is like maybe three, three, 350 bucks or something like that, which is a hell of a lot cheaper than football camp, basketball camp, cheerleading camp, and all these other camps that do nothing for your child long term. But I guarantee you, if you commit this Christmas to putting that grandkid or that child in front of uh, of a laptop and having them go through some of this material, offer them ten dollars to twenty dollars to finish the program or whatever it will make a difference for the rest of their life. And I say this because I, I didn't learn these things until I was in my twenties and I, and, and I know a lot of stuff, but imagine if I learned this when I was six, imagine if I learned the intricacies of intricacies of real estate and estate planning and crypto and everything else at an early age. I that that's so this is the this is the winning play people this is how you get those kids and grandkids ahead of the curve how you build that legacy how you make sh- you you leave your mark for for the next 100 years in your family Do it now. Do it early. Do not wait. Do not mess around. Do not waste time because too many of our kids waste time. And then they get out in the world and they end up looking crazy like this poor young lady out here struggling through New York, having to dress like like a thug so she can go to work and expressing so much anxiety that she got to go cry to the internet because she ain't got nobody around that can help her. Help your kids, please. Let me keep going. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. The URL is blackmillionairesortomorrow.com. Feel free to go take a look at the program. And again, we have a great support team. So if you're not happy for any reason, we'll we'll give you your money back. But we know it's good because we've had hundreds of thousands of kids. We've helped throughout the years. And we know we're we're the best on earth at what we do. All right. So uh, the other thing that I was thinking about here with, with this young lady was this. Now, remember I was telling you, and Dr. Claude Anderson will reaffirm this in Powernomics, that wealth is a team sport. And again, she was saying, well, I can't afford this. Can you? And 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 the, the excessive use of the word I and me, words like that tells me what your mindset is. You're not using us and we. Uh, now, if you ask me about a lot of stuff and you say, Boyce, can you do that by yourself? I, I might be like, no, I can't. But we can because I got a wife and we got our kids. Uh, in fact, if you order any of my books at drboycebooks.com, one of our kids is the one who's, who's going to ship you the book. Uh, when, 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 when I talk to my wife, we, we tag team, she says, oh, I need this done and I can't make it at eight o'clock. Can you do it? I'm like, I got it. Or we need to take the kids to school. Can you do it? I can't do it. I got, I got a, I got a meeting in a few minutes. Okay. I got it. Right. Right. That teamwork, that tag teaming, that's how you become successful. That's how you get things done. And what's interesting to me is this, here's what's funny to me. What, what makes me laugh about all these, um, these internet conversations about relationships, which about 80% of them are a bunch of BS. And, and the reason about 80% of them are BS is because these are not people that are certified to talk about relationships. These are not people that have healthy relationships. These are not people with any form of experience in relationships. A lot of these are just people who sound good on the internet, who feed into the toxicity that already exists in the gender war between black men and black women. These are the people that are doing the most talking and people are listening to these people and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Many of them are going to die alone. So 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 here's the thing. What's funny to me is I'll hear people all the time. They'll say, you know, I won't submit. I refuse to submit, you know, or or I'm not going to be no simp. I'm not going to, you know, well, why would I get married? I'm not trying to be no simp. And I get it. Right. I understand. Right. You don't have to submit to anything, really. I, I don't I'm not a good submitter to things. Right. I, I'm, I've always been a rebel. Right, that's my problem. That's why I don't have as many friends as I probably could have if I was a nicer guy. But some, but my commitment to the truth—it's it's been with me since I was little. My mother used to say, "Boy, your mouth will either make you great or get you killed. I'm curious to see which one." And, Cor- and when I met Cornel West, and I told him what my mother said, he said, "He said, brother, I think it might end up being both. I think it's gonna be both." So anyway, I don't, I don't know, but but so so I get it, right? But here's the thing that's interesting to me. Number one, first of all, I don't have a problem with the word submit. I submit to my marriage every day. My wife submits to the marriage too. So rather than thinking of it as submitting to me, she's submitting to an idea. I submit to the idea, right? Oh, family. But here's the funny thing too you'll hear a lot of people that will never submit to a marriage, but you will submit to the corporation. You know, you won't submit to a man, but you'll submit to your boss. You won't submit to your wife, but you'll submit to your job. You won't submit to family, but you'll submit to the misery that you're experiencing trying to do everything by your damn self. Either way, you're submitting. Either way, you're paying the piper. Either way, either way, you got you got to deal with with something, right? And and I just and I I, I was gonna tell you. You know, the corporation has become the replacement for the husband. The corporation has become the replacement for the wife. There are people that are more dedicated to that shitty ass job where they hate your guts and don't pay you nothing than you are to your own damn family. Some people don't even. They have this term, this term called dinks. You ever heard dink? Dink is um, double income, no kids. That's that's the new fad, by the way. Like, because kids are just a waste of time. And uh, and the dinks, you know, they they're just you know people that dedicate their lives to work. They make a lot of money, right? Because they're dedicated to the profession or whatever. And and I'm not knocking it. I get it. I understand it to a point. But what I am trying to say, though, is that I don't don't know if a corporation is a good place to invest all your loyalty because corporations are not loyal to you. Give me a yes or no. Do you think corporations care about you? You think corporations are going to be there for you? You think corporations are going to take care of you when you get old and sick? No, they're not. You'll die at your desk. They'll haul your dead body out of the building and they'll have you replaced the following week because they got to make their quarterly numbers. That's what they're that's what they're going to do. You know, so so again, what I don't understand is that when I hear people say, I, I, I'm not going to submit, I can't submit. I ain't trying to what, settle down. I, I I refuse to settle and all of other. sudden. I, I just I just challenge that a little bit because because you already have settled, You you already are submitting. You're submitting to your job. You're submitting to your boss. You're submitting to those racist white people who hate your guts in your office every day. Like you're submitting to that. You've spent your whole life um, preparing for that. Like like Eddie Murphy. uh, Remember uh, in coming to America when you had the lady, the princess he was going to marry, who had spent her whole life being trained to be his wife? (laughs) That's what they do with you with the corporation. They train you your whole life to be the spouse of the corporation. Right. And, and, and it don't matter. Your, your husband beat you, beat your ass once a week because, you know, every time you get out of bed and you're depressed and you hate your job and you got to dress like this poor lady. She got dressed with combat boots on and, and and military gear to get through the subway. That's her boss. That That's her. that That's her husband beating her ass. To me, that's that's abuse. That's terrible. She's depressed. She's sad. She's got anxiety, but she keeps coming back to that bad relationship. She keeps running back to that toxic relationship. Well, why do you do that? Well, because you're addicted. She, she, she's addicted. She, this is a finan- She has the financial addiction. I need that money. And an addiction isn't something that makes you feel good, right? You don't become addicted to money because money makes you feel better. You become addicted to money because, because you need money to avoid the pain that will come from the withdrawal if they take that paycheck away. Have you seen how crazy people get if they lose their job? have you ever seen the anxiety and the stress and the terror that goes through people's minds when they think they might lose their job and and, and they're so scared of messing up that they they stand up straight they do what the boss tells them they they, they think about it that's like like imagine if that was a marriage like imagine if you were so scared of your partner leaving you that every that they literally would abuse you and, and and stress you out and drive you crazy and but you put up with it for 20 30 40 years because you don't feel like you have any options that's what it is that's what it is it sounds weird to say it this way. I know a lot of you may have never heard it this way. But I want you to kind of think about what I said. You ain't got to agree with me right away because it's probably not going to make sense to you right away because it's 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 a little weird. It's going to cause some cognitive dissonance. But, but when I started thinking about relationships in a universal way, not just romantic relationships like booty calls and stuff. I started thinking about all relationships, your relationship with your kids, your relationship with your friends, your business partners, the people, the the company you work for. And I started thinking about that and I said, Oh my God, we are so trained to enter into certain abusive relationships. You, you enter, you end up most black people end up working for racist companies for their whole life because you, because the debt locked you into that abusive situation and you don't know what else to do. You have nowhere to go. You're the abused spouse who is scared to leave. You can't leave. Because what? They, t- they told you, if I don't want you, bitch, if I don't want you, nobody will. That's what if, if they that The companies do that. They'll blackball you. When I was at Syracuse University, do you understand? Now pay attention now. I, had, I did everything right. I did not go to jail. I, I made straight A's all the way through school for the most part, not entirely, but more, pretty much. I, I was uh, the only black man on the planet to get a PhD in finance in the year 2002. I was hot shit. So I was at the top of the food chain. And but but when I was at Syracuse and I started getting into this pro-black stuff and I started I mean I was already pro-black, but when I started being vocal about it, and it was really a continuation of work I had done in grad school. And I I would go on TV and I would talk about, for example, the NCAA needs to pay its players because it's racist to keep all that all that wealth. I I started becoming kind of the the kind of the black sheep of the department. They did they didn't like that. They didn't like that. And and because I got defined as a radical and maybe I am kind of radical. It's okay. I I like being radical uh, because I think radicalism is how you create new ideas and new possibilities. Um, I started getting not just the threat of losing my job, but the greater threat of being blackballed from my profession all these institutions all these universities they would have these nice little diversity statements we we you know we we believe in uh, not discriminating We're based on race or color cri- what all that's bs y'all know it's bs uh and then and then i would go here's what would happen it was such a funny experience i laugh, i laugh about it now because i literally have no bitterness i don't to me when white folks act white that's just y'all being yourselves I don't even hate you for it i whatever i'm not we over here doing this i ain't even worried about what everybody else is doing but let me tell you what would happen when i would go on an interview I would go on an interview uh, on a campus, like uh, one of them was a uh, Moorhead State University. So I get there and they tell me, they're they're so excited to meet me. They're very excited. Let me tell you why they're excited. Cause they're like, we can't, we've been trying to hire a black person, you know, on the faculty. They did not have one single African-American in any department on on the entire campus. So here I show up trained by the best in the world ready to go. Right. And we had all these interviews and everything was great. And, oh my God, it's so awesome that you're here. We can't wait. When can you start? Right. I mean, all this, right. Every, every meeting is basically like, like, we're just going to go through the formalities, but you know, you're coming like, here's a neighborhood you can live in. It was all of that. Right. So then after the interviews are over, somebody goes in and they start Googling me and then they start seeing my my appearances on CNN and and racial controversies maybe I got caught up in and everything else and then suddenly a week later it's like. Uh, we we don't think it would be a good fit, right? <laughs> like, and I and now I understand it. Now I have perspective. It's basically like black white people are very intimidated by black men like me because not only am I probably smarter than you, but I'm not afraid to say what I what I believe. And you know that I'm right. You know that y'all owe us reparations and all this stuff. I'm gonna say it politely, but you know that I'm right. But also I get it, right? Because I'm, I'm I I make you nervous, right? So so I understand that. But here's the thing, though. That that to me is an abusive relationship. That is basically the equivalent of being in a relationship with somebody that says, if if I don't want you, then nobody will. Right. And that's what corporations do to you. They they pimp slap your black ass and they tell you, you better act right, because if if we decide we don't want you and then it gets out in your industry that that you were acting up, that you that you're one of those people, one of those type of black people, you'll never work again. Why do you think Hollywood actors are just like the biggest slaves in the universe? Because all of them are scared. Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club. Shout out to The Breakfast Club. I don't dislike The Breakfast. I've been on there many times, and I have a lot of respect for those individuals. All of them. I just do. I had good good interactions. I didn't know DJ Envy and stuff, but he was a nice guy. I know Charlemagne the best. He's always been a great person toward me, so I have nothing against any of them. But I remember Angela Yee was talking about why certain people in the industry allow certain things to happen like because they were talking about like the Diddy lawsuits and all that and she said because when when things happen you're sitting here freezing you're thinking oh gosh if i if i react in the wrong way i may never work again if i don't want you then nobody will right you act up and if, if i get rid of you then you ain't gonna have nobody right so so you are in an abusive relationship with the corporate plantation that's what it is. It's an abusive relationship. But you've learned to tolerate that. And you've you submit to that every chance you get. You don't you don't go talk shit to your boss. You're not going to talk crazy about corporate America. I got friends on LinkedIn who are scared to even be my friend because they're scared of what their boss is going to think. Right. You know what I'm talking about. The friends on Facebook who who don't who don't make Facebook comments because they're scared that their boss might be looking like like a like an like an obsessive boyfriend. Like, like bitch, what you write? What, what you writing it on? What, what well, Let me read that status. Right. That's what they do. That's what they do. So so my again, let's go back to this young lady in this video. My thinking is. Why would you be quick to submit to the corporate plantation, but you can't submit to the idea of having a good, healthy relationship with a man that will help you know, buffer you from some of the anxiety that you're feeling? Why not instead of learning, process this for a minute, right? You spend a lot of time not just serving the corporate plantation, but you spend a lot of time learning how to properly serve the corporate plantation. That's why you went to college and learned how to fill out a job application and learn how to do a good interview and learn how to get the skills required to dedicate your life to a corporation that's gonna let you have a job, right? So you spent time learning. Follow me now. You spent time learning how to how to get into this good relationship with this corporate man and, and treat him well right? Massage his balls, like really make him feel good. But you won't do that for a black man. Well, I ain't submitting to nothing. I ain't submitting to no- I don't, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know if you're making the right trade-off. I, I don't, and I'm not talking about just the women, by the way. I'm talking about men too. So just to be clear, this is not uh, a, and a, a, this is not one of those anti-woman conversations. This is really about making choices and getting the proper skills that are going to get you what the hell you need. So let me just tell you, let me just to make sure that it doesn't sound gender specific. Let me flip it on myself. Let me flip it on myself. I will never spend more time learning how to serve some white guy's business than I spend learning how to serve my wife. I will never spend more time learning how to serve the corporate plantation than I will spend learning how to be the head of a stable household. I spend as much time training myself on how to be a good husband and a good dad as I spend learning how to get a good job. Why is that? Well, because the institution that I run and I'm a part of with my wife is more important than your raggedy ass business that's treating me like a nigga every day I go to work. Dear black people, your priorities are all jacked up. Your priorities are backward. I'm sorry black woman, but the fact that you spend more time serving your boss and respect your boss and respect your job than you spend respecting um, a good man enough to make him want to be there with you and to protect you is some absolute bullshit. That is not serving you well. That's got you out here trying to be a thug and a dude, going through subway stations with combat boots on, trying to make it in a world where where you're not supposed to be solo your whole entire life. You're not. And the same thing is true for the men. I'm not this is not me just talking about the women. Stop. I, please. Let's not do that. I'm talking about the men too. I mean my, my Lord, black women give you life. They put you on this earth. There's nothing more important than that. Why why aren't we doing why aren't we more committed to that job? So 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 I I when I saw the, when I saw this lady's video, it made me think about a lot of stuff it made me feel bad for her. I looked at her and I said, wow, you know, I I feel this woman who really wants to be in her feminine energy and she does not feel that that's an option for her. I don't know what her story is. I don't know what her experience is. I don't know what her relationships are like or anything else, but I don't think that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, I, I, I can tell you this. If my wife said, had gave that same speech on the internet, my first reaction would be like, no, babe, what can I do to protect you from that? I don't want I don't want you out here feeling like you got to be a dude in order to survive in this world. I'm just not I'm not going to I'm not going to let that happen to you. Let me tell you a little story to lighten it up. Actually, before I tell you the story, could you all do me a favor, please? And hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. And uh, also, in in case you don't know, we actually do free powernomics training every week in the black business school. Uh, We are the public school system. We don't look to. institutions to educate our people. We, we got you covered. We have PhDs, attorneys, uh, all kinds of people. And we do uh, every Wednesday night. Uh, also, you get free access to my life class just go to blackkeystogreatness.com. If you want to sign up, blackkeystogreatness.com. We do that every Wednesday night at 830 and, uh, and it's good. I think you guys are going to like it. And uh, also, um, if you want to take a look uh, at one of one of my books, um, I have a book called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, as well as a Black American Money series. Uh, we have financial flashcards for kids, things like that. You can go to drboycebooks.com. It's drboycebooks.com. All right. So let me, um, let me share this story and then this will help you understand where I'm coming from. One time my wife and I were on a run. We were on a run. I'm a very slow runner. She's the real fast one. I I just my goal is just to get across the finish line, even if I'm walking. I'm like, nah, you you go on. I'm not trying to do this by but it does help because it keeps me from getting fat. So we're running in along this uh creek, and there were other runners that were way ahead of us because she runs with me and I run slow. So all the other runners were way ahead. Well, as we're running, uh you know, with the gravel below our feet. Uh, I see the other runners. They're all coming back. And I said, why are they coming back so fast? What happened? And they said, well, there's a goose in the middle of the road. And I said, I said, that's it? Like, there's a goose? Okay. Can't you go around the goose? So I, I, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? So I would just keep running. And then we see this goose in the middle of the road. And he's just staring at me. Right. And And, and I'm sitting there thinking, this is weird. Okay. Um, so I said, okay, well, can we go around it? Like he's right in the middle of the road. And uh, and so I start walking toward him. And as I walk toward him, he kind of gets in more of a defensive posture. Like, 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 like we're having a moment, man to man. Like he wasn't looking at my wife, he was looking at me like, like, okay, you know, you you want to test my gangster right now? And I'm like, this is weird. I'm I'm just like, is this the twilight zone? Like, what is going on? This gangster goose. And then I, I so I took another step. <laughs> and then and then his feathers really popped up. Like he's like, do not, do not, do not take another step. And I'm like, come on, I'm sitting there thinking, I am not gonna get punked by a goose. And I'm literally in my head thinking, maybe I should do a Google search to see if if can a goose hurt a human? Right? I didn't know because I don't know, maybe geese has some special power where they could peck your eyes out or something, right? So I'm like, no, I am not gonna get punked by no goose. So I took another step forward, and, and then the craziest thing happened. His neck got real long. Like he made himself the same height as me. He was real short. And then he just suddenly got tall, like, like in the exorcist. His neck just stretched out. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like it, it made, like I got very nervous. So we're sitting there, we're about to have this moment. Me and this goose are about to fight to the death because I'm not no punk. I don't like to be bullied. So he's triggering me too. And I looked over to the side of the road and on the side of the road was a female goose who was sitting on her eggs with she was sitting there without a care in the world like she didn't know that her husband was about to get into some old gangster shit like she didn't know that that me and her husband was about to throw down she was sitting over there just chilling just sitting on the eggs so I got and and when I noticed that I kind of backed off and I was like Okay. All right, player. I get it. I understand you protecting your woman and your, I respect. Okay. I respect that. I salute you, sir. Right. So I just said, okay, babe, you know what? He's protecting his woman. I I respect it. I get it. Let's go the other way. Right. We, we ain't got to, we ain't got to get into no gangster stuff, but, but here's, here's what's interesting about this, right? Nobody taught the goose that this was his job. Right. No, he didn't go to college and learn like, oh, when you're when your woman is having a baby, you're supposed to proceed. He didn't, Nobody taught him this. Right. God just put this in him. This was just his, this was his nature. This was just who he was. He's like, no, I, that's my woman with my kids. My job is to protect. Period. And I thought this is so interesting. Because I know so many black men who ain't got the sense of that damn goose. They, they got you. Racism screws your head on so backward that 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 they've got you acting out of your nature. Like when that lady in that store in Chicago was getting uh, beat up and, and punched by this man. And then she goes and gets her son and they shoot him. or, or, whatever, or actually, didn't, no they were arguing back. I forgot what it was. Something like that. It was just crazy, right? And the fact that there are men sitting around watching this happen. And not the the instinct to protect doesn't even kick in. It's like the, your first instinct is to pull out your cell phone so you can you know g- get a video for Instagram, right? That tells me how much out of our nature that we are. That I think that really speaks to and, and the women too. Y'all 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 pushed out of your nature. The way that female goose was sitting there chilling and focused on the most important thing, which is giving life to his children. That's what she was doing. She was taking care of the babies, right? That's it. Like that to me was beautiful. Again, she didn't. Nobody taught her this. She didn't read books on feminism. She didn't go to go to Brown University and learn how to uh, how to do how to be a strong black woman who don't need no man. She didn't decide. Well, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna stretch my neck out and I'm gonna be the dude. I'm gonna learn how to fight. And like, no, she didn't do all that. She just sat there in her natural feminine energy where she was most comfortable. Because that, honestly could be, I I think that's where she felt like she needed to be. So, so when I see this woman in this video that I showed you you all earlier, where she's talking about all these really hard masculine gangster things she's got to do to survive the dangerous subways on her way to work every day. And when really she wants to be, you know, pretty and feminine and everything else, that makes me very sad because it's a reminder of how this society is so jacked up with the economics and the politics that it takes us out of our nature. So, when I think about my job as a husband of, my, of a wife, I feel that it is my job to do everything I can to create a space where my wife can just be a woman and just be a mom. And then it's like, okay, if you want to be more than that, then I'm going to support that too. But really, that's what I want you to be. I just want you to you know, take, we're going to take care of the kids. We're going to live a good life. I want you to take your bath with your candles and be relaxed. And, I, you know, whatever. I, I don't really need, I don't need, you don't have to be out here acting like a dude. But see, but it's part of the trade off, though, is that we have to submit to our relationship. We both have to submit. That's, you know, and, 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 and when you don't do that, when you get into the whole like, no, nah, hell no, nah, you ain't telling me what to do. I'm gonna, That just messes everything up. So I'm just going to say this, I'll, I'll leave this final point here. And this is, this is an economic lesson. If you talk about things that a person should train themselves on in order to survive and succeed financially, you need to think deeper than The financial classes that you take. It's got to be deeper than just, you know, reading a Dave Ramsey book or listening to a podcast. It's got to go into how am I conducting my life? Where am I investing my time? What skills am I acquiring that will allow me to get what I want? I think that, look, if your goal is to get a husband who's going to help you live in your feminine energy, well, then go learn how to get you a good husband. They're, they got classes on that. I mean, you took a class in accounting. You took classes in marketing. Why not take a class on how to get a, how to get the right kind of husband? You know, you might think that, that that's what the pick-me's and the gold diggers do. But guess what? Gold diggers sometimes lock down pretty good men. I'm not saying you should be one. I'm just telling you like it is. Same thing is true, I think, for men. I think that anybody out here that's trying to figure this all out, um, I encourage you to just kind of think about what's important to you and don't let the world Take you out of your nature, whatever that nature happens to be, because I really think they get our heads screwed on backward, and and I don't think that it's natural for a woman to be out here trying to figure it all out by herself all the time. I don't think it's natural for a man to be out here trying to figure it all out by himself. I, th- I think we need each other, and I and I, and, I, and I and I and I I wish I'd understood that earlier. I wish I'd known that when I was twenty eight, instead of really figuring it out when I was thirty eight and forty eight. So that that's it. That's it. That's my two cents. That's what I observe. I hope this makes sense. If I said something to offend you, just know I probably will do that again. Uh, But we can still love each other and I hope we can disagree. and, uh, And it's okay to have a different perspective. But that's just what I see. Economics is not a team sport. If you have two incomes, that's typically going to be better than one. Also, when you can spread out the work, it makes it easier to get the job done. Uh, this economy is not an economy that's built for you to do it by yourself, especially not a place like New York City. That girl need to move to Atlanta or something. That's <laughs> that's my other advice to her. You don't have to live in New York. You do understand that, right? But you know, hey, it is what it is. So, uh, so, so thank you all for uh, listening. I appreciate you very much. Our social media platform is B1 Nation, be the Number One Nation. US. Uh, join us over there so we can hang out and do some more stuff there. Uh, we have an events calendar. If you uh, go in there, click on events. Every week you can see all the events we have in the Black Business School. We're bringing through tons of entrepreneurs, uh, CEOs, uh, PhDs, attorneys on everything from real estate to estate planning to stocks, everything you want to know. Uh, we got you covered. We're the best HBCU in America in my opinion because we're we're able to build communities. we're not we're not sort of looking for jobs we're actually showing you how to create jobs. And that's what we do. That's what we do best. So b1nation.us. Also, if you'd like to get profit alerts of stocks that I like, I send out profit alerts periodically. Uh, Text the word stock to 31996 if you haven't done it. Text stock to 31996. I'll send you a lot of stuff. I'll send you a list of AI stocks. I'll send you the $5 day investing plan and a bunch of other stuff. And also notifications when we start the 30-day financial consciousness training that starts on January 1st. Uh, Bring your whole family, by the way. If you you sign up yourself, you can bring any. You want. You don't have to get multiple memberships. Just bring, bring everybody. Okay. All right, guys. So God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great day, and I'll see you soon. Peace. Here we are, clan. The isms, cataclysm, great. Our
1: people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late.
0: Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power. Never be fake. Stick to the code sign for three. What did he say? Uh, Create jobs, support
1: our own, educate the same, and buy back your home. Got three degrees. Triple 10. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV. TV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear,
0: half of what you see. Let's break it down, Beyond on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.